John Talk Telecom with Andy Netzel and John Rewe. We're now logged into Andy and John Talk Telecom. I am Andy Netzel. And this is John Rewe. John Rewe, live from Tampa, Florida. John, uh, you know, we're doing audio only today. Uh, what's uh, What brings you out to, to Tampa? Well, I'm out in Tampa for the CTA Mobile Carrier Show. And uh, man, what a great location to uh, talk about telecom and meet and network with uh, right people in the wireless industry. Yeah, so we, we wanted to get on, wanted to talk a little bit about um, the CCA show that you're at. Uh, so tell us, tell us about it. Tell us about the CCA, about the show, um, and about anything that uh, anything cool that you've seen or learned this week. Yeah, so um, if, uh, yeah, if it's loud, sorry, I'm outside and uh, we got the... the downtown Tampa streetcars going by from time to time. But um, yeah, um, so the uh, Competitive Carriers Association have the mobile carrier show, and this is really, you've got uh, big carriers like T-Mobile and, and uh, you know, Dish that are in this conversation. And then you also have a lot of little, re- uh, any of U.S. cellular, and then you have some small regional uh, providers. So it's a lot of different stakeholders in um, the uh, mobile space. Um, just kind of talking about, I mean, 5G obviously is a huge topic here, but a lot of discussions around uh, rural broadband and, and it's really kind of a convergence of, you know, it's a different conversation with, you know, the the fiber, some of the fiber conversations we tend to have around our world development is all really around mobile and wireless technologies. And it's just really interesting to hear a lot of different perspectives um, in the panels that we've attended today. So is it is it mainly panel panels and education, uh, or is it mainly a kind of trade show industry event, or, or a good mix of both? Yeah, it's a good mix. I mean, we've got um, you know panels uh, discussions and, and uh, also some sponsor sessions from some of the different vendors this afternoon, um, and then there's a you know a trade show expo floor where a lot of the vendors have uh, have booths, and uh, you've got you know Ericsson, Mavenir, um, you know a lot of software vendors, hardware vendors. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's a pretty good mix and, uh, it's, you know, I think a lot of great conversations coming out of it. I, you know, since we, um, you know, haven't uh, spent as much time in this market and some of our conversations, you know, you and I kind of come from more from the, uh, you know, wired or wireline cable side, fiber to the home kind of stuff. You know, in this, in this mobile space, there's some really neat conversations, you know, that are being had. And I think especially we focus a lot on, you know, the big providers and 5G, but, you know, kind of hearing a little bit of what's going on in the rural space is really interesting. I mean, some of the challenges that we heard about today are, um, you know, yeah, okay, there's a ton of rural broadband money uh, being uh, worked up, but, you know, some of these smaller providers are looking at the cost of entry to even, um apply for some of this federal money is really, really uh, imposing and may, maybe even keeps them from applying for it because how to navigate the regulatory uh, rules around applying for this money and uh, how to write grant proposals. I mean, that's all really daunting for some of these, you know, smaller providers. So some of them are saying, hey, I don't know where you're going to go after this money. But yet we're also, you know, hearing from, you know, like uh, there's the, 
Appalachian Wireless is a, is a regional mobile uh, provider in western or eastern Kentucky that's owned by five uh, telephone co-ops there, and they're talking about how their customers expect them to provide 5G. And so, you know, how, you know, they've done really well, but in a really sparsely populated area, they're a small time operator, but they're, you know, using the same kind of need to deploy the same technology that big boys are deploying and trying to figure out how to make that work and make the business case. So there's a lot of unique challenges and a lot of uh, ways that, um, you know, the smaller operators are, having to figure out how to stay competitive and develop quickly and whether or not to go after federal funds or, or figure out how to fund it. So, yeah, those are the challenges and then the incentives that, uh, you know, they kind of talk about in the panel this morning. It's really neat that there are um, kind of, you know, competitors, but but different um, providers from throughout the country and that they have a uh, one place, you know, kind of here at the, the CCA show to, to meet and talk about, like you said, their different challenges, the benefits and um, you know, best used cases, best, best practices. Cause like, you know, you said you don't roll out of bed in the morning, not having done it before and know how to fill out grant forms or fill out, you know, different kinds of, um, paperwork or ask for different kinds of permissions that, you know, you wouldn't normally, uh, but now that you need to, to, to do, um, the different types of work that may be being asked. So it's, it's really neat that there is a, 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 a that this is a show where everyone can come together and kind of kind of help each other out to, to really bridge that digital divide, which is what they're all trying to do. Um, and, and just, I, I got the CCA website pulled up here, just some background on them. They were founded in 1992 by nine rural and regional wireless carriers as a carrier-centric organization. Um, and they've grown to become the nation's leading association for competitive wireless providers serving all areas of the U.S. Uh, they're headquartered in D.C. Um, and and they advocate on behalf of its members' interests and works to educate policymakers on key issues such as spectrum access to devices, access to net networks, streamlining infrastructure deployment, uh, and, you know, next gen solutions, among other things uh, that they do. So really, it is a um, it's a large industry organization that um, advocates really on on the behalf of of carriers and uh, the wireless industry. So that's um, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you're having a good time down there at the show. Yeah. And just, you know, another thought about on, uh, you know, some of the you know, advocacy and, and what some of the uh, stakes are for some of these folks. This, this one panel I listened to this morning, it had uh, uh, Alan Gillum from Appalachian Wireless, uh, Bridget Reardon from Cellcom, who's up in Wisconsin, uh, and Steve Sharkey from T-Mobile, and then Grant Stelmeyer from US Cellular. So a pretty broad range of, yeah. you know, bigger operators and then small ones. And one of the things that they, I think at least two, three out of the panel said, which is shared between the, you know, both the rural and the, and the national carriers was in terms of federal money and standards, it's like, don't, um, don't micromanage us on the technology set, set bandwidth standards that we can meet with whatever technology that we are the experts in yeah. let us figure out whether we want to do fiber or fixed wireless or CBRS. Don't micromanage which technology we're going to use with this. So I thought that was an interesting point and I think a good one that, it's like um, a, you know, it's, it's like a lot of things in life. Like just give me the, the, the guidelines, give me the boundaries and let me operate within those to, to no, no one wants to be micromanaged. Like you said, just, just give them guidelines, give them the boundaries within they have to operate and, and let them figure it out from there because they're the experts. Absolutely. 
Well, hey, I know you have to get back to the show, but I have, I have three quick questions for you. Yeah. Um, actually, we'll just make it two quick questions. Has there been <laughs> any um, talk of or angst about, and I, I will be three questions, about the, um, the lack of urgency or the lack of speed towards the deployment of, of 5G throughout the country? Um, well, I mean, there's, I think one of the things we're talking a lot about, uh, that was talked a lot about was spectrum. And, um, also like there is, uh, a congressional, uh, mandate for the FCC to have authority over spectrum auctions. And this expires in September of this year. And this has been renewed every year, but, um, and so they're not really worried about it, but this is the farthest they've ever gone. I understand, uh, without, um, renewing that. So now we're saying, okay, well, the next spectrum auction is definitely a go, but what after that is, is the FCC really going to be, you know, re, um, re-upped on its authority to conduct spectrum auctions and really just trying to, trying to figure out that, I mean, spectrum is a really important part of this process. So that's, a, that was a concern. And, um, yeah, I think just really recognizing that there's, the message of 5G is not here uh, yet, really. I think um, in full force, and we're still evolving. The vendors are still, um, you know, building new things, and we're figuring out the best spectrum. It, it's very much a work in progress. I think is a message I carry. So, on the on the heels of that question, are, are there any panels or any talks or any um, really any communications on looking into 6G? I haven't seen that on the agenda. Um, I, there's a, um, you know, kind of jumping ahead. There's actually another, there's a 5G show uh, coming up in Austin here in a few weeks, uh, where 6G is one of the big topics, but I haven't seen that on the agenda for this show. I think they're a little more focused on the here and now and, and really advocating for their members to, you know, of the CCA to be in a good spot, you know, in the market and, uh, and the regulatory standpoint. Gotcha. And, and, and the third and last question. Have you eaten anywhere good? Do you have a recommendation or do you need to get back to us uh, on that on the next episode? Yeah, actually, I do have a good one. Um, let me find out. Uh, it's called Bavara's. Bavara's? Pizza. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Bavara's Pizza. Let's see. I'm not going to lie. I'm gonna, I'm when I think of great pizza places, Tampa is not one of them, but um, yeah, I know. you usually was, find uh, good pizza anywhere. Yeah, it was uh, really like a little old... Uh, building it's called bavaro's and um it's oh let's see the address it's on uh yeah north franklin street and it's in a little old building so it's you know kind of narrow and small and they've got a full-size wood-fired pizza oven in there and make some phenomenal meatball and style pizzas and phenomenal meatballs oddly enough so yeah i definitely recommend if you're in the mood for some italian um Bavaro's. Awesome. Bavaro's. Definitely have to check that out next time I'm in Tampa. Hey, John, get back to the show. I appreciate it. I look forward to talking more about um, 5G and the 5G revolution on our next show. And I appreciate you taking time away uh, from the event to uh, to put this together. Yeah. Thanks, Andy, for putting together the quick hit. And we'll talk soon. All right. See you, John.